And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Oh. oh oh can i just put this there <laughs> thanks all right oh what do we got here coconut shrimp yeah i'll take this one yeah oh just keep them coming <laughs> Keep them coming right through here. <laughs> oh, pigs in a blanket. Sorry, can I just get a napkin? Thanks. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, November 14th, 2022. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners. This is for you. Next to him is the bearded one, the top shot hot boys, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Comment away. Like the video. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Share the show if you haven't. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And send in your questions and comments all the time to nodunks at theathletic.com. That is the email address. You can tweet them into at no dunks inc and follow us across all the social media channels tiktok instagram facebook and whatever the new one coming is <laughs> what do you think the new one's gonna be called are you referring to mastodon <laughs> that's it or are you gonna name it after another paleolithic creature <laughs> brontosaurus follow us on brontosaurus <laughs> yeah, there you go. uh monday podcast always a blast because we're gonna go over the entire nba weekend with our winners and losers but 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 before that Friday night, another legendary night when it came to wedgies. Three on Friday night, yes, and it started with Grant Williams at the free throw line. What? The technical free throw attempt, and he gets the very, very rare free throw wedgie. I mean, Tass, you had the compilation. It's only happened like, what, four or five times since we started tracking? Four real ones, and it's great when it's a tech free throw because no one can touch it. That's amazing. And then... I don't know, minutes later, Bismack Biombo in Orlando, a little left-hand hook shot. There you go. Love to see that. Yeah. Also rare. And then this one, a little controversial, Austin Reeves' three-point attempt. It sticks for a second and drops, but the the officials blew the whistle, and it was a jump ball. And even though the Kings were like, what? That fell out right away. But A couple couple of the officials didn't like that call, I feel like. (laughs) Well, that was a little premature, but hey. They want wedgies. Hey, we'll take it. Call's a call. That's That's a wedgie. That's 10 on the season. We're on pace for 59. And that wasn't it. Because also on Friday night, we had the legy from Derrick Rose. Oh, yeah. Where he gets oh, yeah. that ball to just stand still on the back of the rim. <laughs> I mean, those are even those are even more rare than a free throw wedgie, maybe. I don't know. I know, uh, I guess oh. Draymond Green had one last year. Oh, 100%. But. Those are more rare. Yeah. We, we had a lot of rarities. So three wedgies on one night. That was the second time that happened in one week, which it was the first time that, yeah. that happened. As we track them here, we've tracked them for nine years. And then... A tech free throw wedgie. We've only seen four free throw wedgies since we started recording them. I was wow. I was late Friday night. I was going back over all the starter shows, mm-hmm. trying to find every single one. 
And yeah, there's only been four wedgies from the free throw line. And a lot period. of them have happened in Boston. Two, two have happened in Boston oh. and on the same side of the rim, on the same rim. Wow. wow. That, that, that was a buzzy wedgie, though, that Grant Williams one. I feel like that one yeah. made the rounds. Like that, yeah. was, that was the closest to a viral wedgie that we've had <laughs> yeah. so far this season with the way he ended up going to the free throw line and the fact that it was a technical free throw. That was big time. And you had Bruce Brown yeah. pointing yeah, at it. It, was, it, it looked like huge. he was talking shit to, to <laughs> your stupid wedgie. Yeah, you're going to be on no dunks, you idiot. <laughs> uh, you dumb dumb. So, yeah, you're right. Great, great week, uh, but yeah, especially the huge. Friday night. Huge. That's amazing. All right, let's get into winners of the NBA weekend. Task, get us started. I think everybody knows who you're going to start with here. Yeah, there's some good performances this weekend, but it's got to start with Joel Embiid because on back-to-back nights, he had 101 total points. It's a little bonkers. On on Saturday, it started with 42 against the Atlanta Hawks. And at the beginning of this game, I was watching it. Maybe he was a little surprised that the Hawks were giving him so much room because I don't think he was touched before he got to 20 points, really. They were giving him room because he's just too big, overpowering guys. And he was in the mid-range, and that shot was absolutely pure. He was shaking everybody, even when he put it down on the floor. And going into this game, maybe he thought, I got no James Harden got to do this on my, by myself also we're sort of at a low point of the season we're five and seven uh, but he did it all himself to get them to six and seven he also had 10 boards six assists two steals two blocks to go along with the 42 but that was nothing compared <laughs> to what he did on Sunday against the Utah Jazz again a back-to-back and Joel Embiid usually those two don't you know, equate to a monstrous game in the second half of a back-to-back, but uh, he was balling. He had 33 points going into the fourth quarter against the Utah Jets, who are very tough, and they keep games close. So they needed Joel Embiid to come out at the beginning of the fourth quarter and uh, make some magic, and everything was going through him in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everything. They tried Rudy Gay on him to try and stick with him with, with his foot speed. <laughs> that didn't work? Nope. <laughs> well, to watch the clips again against Rudy Gay, he was shaking him and getting so much separation against a guy who is supposed to be you know, a forward. And it just shows you how athletic Joel Embiid is uh, against Jared Vanderbilt, who was pretty good but in his face. But at that point in the game, I mean – he just was seeing mesh, like even a hand in his face. Yeah. It was just going in. They tried Kelly Olenek for peskiness, uh, but he was just going through Kelly Olenek and was too fast for him. And they tried Larry in for foot speed. Couldn't be stopped. Everything going right. So he had 46 with about 650 left in the fourth. Doc needed to get him a blow because there was going to be a timeout coming up. Doc doing some coaching. So he sat for just about a minute, you know, plus that timeout. Then he came out. And uh, James Harden came over to him in his velour Louis Vuitton and said something to him, probably, hey, man, go get it. I'll come back in a couple games. I'll help you out. And uh, go get your career high, probably, is what he said, because his career high was 50. It was 46 as he came back into the game. And then he scored every single point the rest of the way for the Philadelphia 76ers, 13 more to get him to 59. No one else hit a friggin' basket in the entire fourth quarter. No Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> hit, awesome. hit a basket. He had 26 of the 27 points for the Sixers, one free throw. He even had the energy with 20 seconds left to get in Lowry Markinen's ear as he went to the free throw line because this was a tight game to talk trash to Lowry Markinen. Lowry missed both. <laughs> Doing it even at the free throw line. Great free throw line defense there. But the defense actually was important. He had five blocks oh, in the fourth yeah. quarter. Oh, yeah. And some playoff, falling over guys, like recovery, falling over guys type of blocks. So the 59 points, amazing, obviously. 
only one three-pointer, 18 of 23 on twos. He did hit uh, 20 free throws, some ridiculous efficiency there. Uh, <laughs> what a line. But, but, but the bigger part, probably if you're a Sixers fan, 11 boards, 8 assists, amazing, yeah, and 7 blocks. And after the game, he was asked, what would you tell your son about this game? If uh, you know, Looking back, this is your career high. And he said, oh, I'd probably tell him that I had a 50-point quadruple-double. Because it was damn close. He's going to round up. Uh, yeah, he's going to round up. Yeah. You know, 11 boards, 8 assists, 7 blocks. They went to overtime, he may have actually got it. Uh, yeah, and they need it. It's, it's, it's almost, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, all the recipe for a monstrous game. Because Harden was out, so that meant when he was on the bench, the Sixers stunk. They were minus 17 with him on the bench, so he needed to come out and play every single minute. <laughs> and uh, he's a monster. An absolute oh. monster. And I mean, no, it's not no, hyperbole to say it was one of the greatest individual games we've ever seen in NBA history. Mm-hmm. I know that's it's not, but 59, 11, 8, and 7 mm-hmm. in regulation is it's crazy. It felt like watching what it must have been like to watch Wilt Chamberlain because it did not matter who the Jazz had out there. It's like Mark and Inno Linux, come on, that's a joke for Joel Embiid if he comes out with the right mindset. And he did, and he dominated for the entire game. That's his career best game. But it was like... Embiid looked faster, stronger, bigger than anybody else that the Jazz could throw out there. So you're like, that's probably what it was like for Wilt Chamberlain. Yep. But it was back-to-back games for Embiid. Do it for an entire 82 games. And then you are Wilt. But, man, if you have a 42-point game and it's your bad game from the weekend, <laughs> you're an easy winner. <laughs> I did have a huge laugh, though, when he took the three-pointer when he was on 57 points. Clearly trying to yeah. get 60 and took, like, a spinning fadeaway three from two steps outside almost cost the jazz <laughs> yeah, the game yeah. uh but clutch uh free throw trash talk he said he wanted to put his son to bed but guess what his son was already in bed we got him <laughs> yeah, goes to bed at 7 30 every night my son goes to bed at 7 30 that's why i'm gonna lie to him about this yeah they were just throwing bodies at him multiple guys in that fourth quarter yeah. at, well at some point they were just like okay let's get it out of his hands and doc did a good job of getting him in a position to get the ball back because no one else could score yeah, R- yeah. really the the entire game only one other guy went to the free throw line for the Philadelphia 76ers for two free throws. I mean, he just did it all, the whole thing. And, yeah, again, when he went to the bench, they stunk. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is – I think you could put it up there in the pantheon. Of, uh, your uh, Trades, you know, implying that he doesn't do it every single game is totally true. I mean, he doesn't have to. He doesn't. But you could see, like – he didn't. He wasn't doing it in the post. He's doing the mid post, and he was shaking guys, as you said, like faster than guys. Yeah. On NFL Sunday, he looks like an NFL player. He's so big, but he's shaking guards. He's shaking uh, forwards out there to get space. And that that shot when it's pure, uh, it's sexy. It's and usually sexy. with Embiid, I mean, not just the back to back situation because of the schedule, but like we always say, oh, like where did he go in the fourth quarter? And this one, he got stronger, as he said, yeah. twenty six of his team's twenty seven. Uh, down the stretch so feeling good uh you know maybe those little injuries that had him nicked up there at the start of the season he's, he's so he has appeared to shake in those and these were big wins i mean they're against the hawks against the jazz two of the you know better teams so far early in the season and uh you know this was after they had lost a bad one there on what wednesday night or thursday night earlier in the week midweek and like the, the body language looked bad for this team we're wondering is doc rivers going to be around for the weekend and Embiid uh, make sure that he is at least with these performances huge huge weekend from joel Embiid and uh the guy's averaging 32.3 points per game. That's fourth in the league. <laughs> Tied for third, I guess, with Tatum. But there are just so many guys putting up monster numbers when it comes to scoring. That's how good he is. You can criticize him and he can be dropping 30 points a game. Yeah. Because it feels like he could be doing more. And it it does suck at times, though. When you're looking at the Sixers' big picture, they're 7-7. Seven and seven, Harden is out. And Beat's going to still have to you know, put together some monumental yeah. things here. Yep. Uh, the depth was supposed to be... 
you know, the big thing that they did in the offseason with the Anthony Melton and P.J. Tucker, oh, they'll be fine. They'll, they've now got a hierarchy. I was saying it, but it, it, it's still, it's, it's totally going through Harden or Embiid, and uh, hopefully Harden will be back soon. He'll shed that matching velour, and uh, he is looking better in terms of just being on the bench. He's, he's dropped the walking boot, so he should be right. playing soon because Embiid needs the help, it sure looks like. All right, Trey, what do you got for a winner of the weekend? Oh, you like points, I hear. I like points. Oh, winner of the weekend, Steph Carey for Friday's win against <laughs> the Cavs. 40 points, six threes, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, and two turnovers. Great numbers, but it's really the last minute 18 of this game that gets Steph the winner here. Down three, hits a three to tie things up. This is the late three-pointer where he's talking trash to the Cavs bench before the shot even drops. I like to see the innovation from Steph Curry. I feel at this point right now, if you make – a corner or a wing three-pointer, every single player in the league right now is talking trash to the bench if the shot goes in. Every single one. But Steph, we know, likes to do stuff when the ball is in the air. So he kind of joined those two things, you know, celebrating before it went down and the trash talk. Great to see. Next time down the court, a layup to take a two-point lead. The Cavs hit a free throw. Next Warriors possession, another three for Steph to put him up by four. This is the clutch three where he gave him the night-night celebration. Two clutch celebrations in the final minute of this game. It was an MVP-like performance. He was the scoring leader in the league after this game was done. Of course, he was passed the next day because we have point inflation right now. He's having his best season ever right now. Steph Curry is. And unfortunately, the Warriors need it because Steph can only carry the dubs to wins in home games. Sunday night, it was decarrying Fox. (laughs) For the Kings, winning it in Sacramento. Another good game for Steph, 27, 6, 4, and 3. But Golden State could not stop Fox at all in the fourth quarter. Oh, 11 points it. on 5 of 6 shooting, a couple rebounds and assists to block. When he did miss, it was DeMontis Sabonis on the glass against the tiny Warriors. Team 25 and 22 for Sabonis. That's a lot of roast beef. Had that huge putback late. Golden State now 0-7 in road games yeah. this season. They turn the ball over a ton. They don't rebound, as you saw uh, against the Kings there. They foul all the time. They've had fourth-quarter leads against the Hornets, Heat, Magic, and Kings, and lost all of those games. And unfortunately, it's the veterans that are on the court in the late fourth quarter here. So, I don't know. Their bench has been bad, I think, in general this season. But the Warriors are just not quite having enough attention to detail and not doing the little things in the fourth quarter. Steve Kerr said, we can't survive mistakes right now. And that's what you saw, I thought, against the Kings uh, on that Sabonis board. So just so I have this right, two winners of the weekend there. Curry. Curry winner. For incredible stuff there, especially in the first game. And then the Kings getting some love. Kings got to. Oh, my God. The Mike Brown revenge tour. (laughs) What a week. Beat the Cavs on Wednesday, the Lakers on Friday, and then the Warriors on Sunday. And I think Mike Brown, they play the... uh, the Spurs coming up here too, so there's a little, <laughs> a little coaching tree stuff there as well. But uh, yeah, Sacramento, uh, this is this is great after that very Sacramento Kings like start to the season where we were all pumped coming in. They keep losing games, even they were they were close and they were fighting, but the defense wasn't all that improved. And now they're like hitting their stride here. And yeah, Fox was awesome in the fourth quarter. I mean, talk about attacking the rim and hit a big three. And uh, yeah, it's 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 fun to see as a longtime De'Aaron Fox supporter that some of these wins are coming along with some of these big stat lines and at least clutch shots. And I thought Keegan Murray was awesome too in this game against the great. Warriors. I mean, he's hitting like pin down threes coming up top. And it's like, whoa, okay. I didn't know you had that uh, in your arsenal. But he had five threes. Herder helping. He hit four threes. They just have shooting now around Sabonis and his playmaking and Fox taking over. Malik Monk off the bench with 12, so. The Kings, fire the laser. 
You like this laser beam they're shooting off from uh, Sacramento after wins? Purple <laughs> laser beam. Yeah. Laser. yeah, we didn't I talk about it. It's pretty cool. Think, no, yeah. we haven't talked about it. I don't mind. I, it. I do. I like it. <laughs> That's it. That's okay. all I yeah. got. I'm, I've only seen one picture before they got any wins, so I don't know. Is it good? Yeah, it's a pretty prominently purple <laughs> laser beam that's just firing up from yeah. the arena. Yeah. yeah, I like cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. I'm just good with things like that. You just like lasers in general? <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, no, just, just like lit up monuments. You know? <laughs> okay. Back in Toronto, they would light up the CN Tower for any particular color depending <laughs> right, right. on the event. Laser is cool. Nui Blanche. I feel like I feel like there was a lot of uh, skylights for Nui Blanche for whatever reason. Let's like let's go to an event down at the factory. <laughs> is that what it was called? Do Foundation. You, what was it? What was that place called? JD, oh, how do you feel about like getting yeah, like a really no, bright no, no. spotlight outside of the classic factory here for every classic? We <laughs> oh, do or something sure, like that. yeah. Fire it up. It's a good idea. The neighborhood <laughs> would wonder what the hell's going yeah. on. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> What if people showed up here? I don't know about that. I'll have to rethink that. Yeah. Uh, You have any Uh, thoughts on the Kings or Curry? Yeah, you guys, I'm so happy for you guys. You got a 500 team after 12 games. You should be happy for the Kings. Hey, man, they're in the play right now. (laughs) They're, yeah, slipped into ninth there. Yeah, the Fox block in the corner. Oh, the, yeah. the, that was a phenomenal just to see the the extra efforts happening to get Curry. The, he looked wide open, but Fox to be able to leap out uh, and get that. The Warriors, yeah, just extremely off. Uh, and uh, it was odd, too, because I think the best uh, defense that the Warriors were playing were, was also at the free throw line. The Kings just had bad free throw. Missed a lot of free throws. 12 and 19 from the line on Sunday. Expect them to lose that game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the attention to detail, I think, is exactly right. The Warriors have not won a game away from home. Oh, and very seven? odd. Yeah. Oh, wow. and seven, yeah. Wow. Very, very odd, even though Steph's doing a lot of carrying. And, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, – electrical keyboard on reddit because now we're using that steph carry nickname all the time but see this was my problem with it you just said steph's doing a lot of carrying and i immediately think oh he's palming the ball he's getting away with some of the well i didn't say steph carry (laughs) (laughs) steph carry that's true my favorite spice actually it's funny because my father-in-law will say curry as in carry is there any carry in that pasta like what oh wow what he means it's it's weird because we're talking about (laughs) curry but it's Carrie. He just doesn't say it the way other people say it. And now I have to say, well, you, did you know that that's the hottest nickname for Steph Curry? Oh, Steph Curry? Who's Steph Curry? Hot, I know him hot. as Steph Carey. Anyway. Uh, winner of the weekend to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they scored 277 points over the weekend. No overtime periods. In two games against the Raptors and Knicks, they scored 277 points. Uh, on Sunday, Josh Giddy. He's in Madison Square Garden, and whenever he's there, he just puts up a triple-double. 24, 12, and 10 for him. As a team, OKC shot 62.5% against the Knicks. And I know we'll get to New York in uh, worst of the weekend. But, 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 the real reason I want to talk about this team is I want to lock in Shea Gildas-Alexander for the All-Star game. I think this weekend stamped his uh, his first All-Star appearance. <laughs> I know it's early. It's only mid-November. The game's not till February. It is early. I'll probably break his ankle in his next game. It will all be my fault. But uh, seriously, he took like it's so often now. He's the best player on the floor. He would had 21 in the third quarter against the Knicks there and blew the game open. 17 to two run. It was sort of over there. His numbers this season are quite frankly eye opening. He's averaging 31.1 points per game, nearly six assists, four and a half rebounds, and then the defense, which you've talked about before, Tess, over two steals per game, and then a block and a half per game. 
He's continuing to keep these numbers up. He's shooting 54% from the floor, 36% from deep. Okay, you're like, whatever. It doesn't take a lot. He knows it's not really his game because he can get by anybody and get to anywhere, you know, from within the three-point line to the rim. So he barely takes any threes. And then he's 93.4% at the line when he gets there because he's money there. He's automatic. Luca, Curry, John Morant are your three locks for the guard position. And I think... Oh, you're going deep. Well, I think what's happening here is there's like a race between three Kentucky guards for like possibly the fourth or fifth spots. SGA, Booker, and Fox. I think it's like those are the three guys that, you know, Lillard is injured, so there's that right now. He's going to come back, and he's still going to put up monster numbers, so he'll be in the mix. Don't get me wrong, but it's those three. I almost want to include Jamal Murray, but his numbers aren't there. Like he, They're winning him in uh, Denver. Oh, but Book is in. Book is Dever, Booker's Devin Booker. Booker's in, and then it's SGA and Fox like battling it out here. And I think SGA, man, it's like— Don't forget Dame. They're 9-4. and four. No, I know, I know, I know. I know he's, he's back. I know, I know. He's back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think SGA is going to make it, though. I think he's going to make it. This is the first year. I mean, he's probably going to win most improved, too. Because this is what... If you make the All-Star team, and your numbers go up, like, that substantial, and your team's at least, you know, decent, which they are, then uh, he probably has that in the bag. But, man, he's just, like, so fun to watch, too, right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. It is, it is like, complete control of the game. He's never rushed. He looks strong as hell. Guys are bouncing off him, and he's like, goes left every time, as I've talked about, and nobody can stop him. Steve Smith-like game, to be quite honest, the way he, you know, he just uses little subtle shifts and yep. movements and doesn't necessarily have to rely on taking three-pointers. It's cool to see a guy who goes to the rim. The Literally, the only question with SGA, it's not like if he's an all-star talent and putting up numbers. It's if he's going to play enough and if the Thunder will stay yep. good enough. They yep. started five and six last season, six and seven right now. You were obviously talking about Shea Gilgis-Alexander as an all-star last yeah. year, so we shall see. Keep him on the court. Keep him healthy because the Thunder... I don't know. They feel a little different this year, you know? It feels like they've got they've just leveled up their team to be a 25 to 30 win team rather than a 25 to 20 win team, and maybe that's the thing that makes the difference cuz the guys balling right now. Yeah. Yeah, and you always have guys that miss the All-Star game because of injuries. There's an injury replacement or two if we're going deep, we're thinking about it that way. But uh I love the yeah, the old school game of the Steve Smith reference getting into the paint. And also he pulled the chair on R.J. Barrett. That was old school to see R.J. Barrett just <laughs> land on his buttocks. Uh, but, yeah, Shea Gilgis-Alexander looks so strong. And I don't know if part of it is he's wearing shorts, short, so you see the quads. Uh, he's a real quadzilla out oh, yeah. there. You see him being able to get to whatever spot he wants out there. It's key. Yeah, we'll get to the Knicks. Obviously, playing the Knicks helps. Um, but will Shea yeah, stay healthy the rest of the season? Because... They could have kept him up if they were really, if they're really trying to tank. He didn't have to play at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. because there was rumors that he, you know, he was injured, be out for a while. But he came back, just like we're seeing Lamelo Ball come back. The Charlotte Hornets could be tanking, but everybody, everybody wants a piece. Everybody wants wins. There's point inflation, though. That's for sure. There's oh my point god, inflation. there are eight guys there's averaging over inflation. thirty points per game right now. Eight, and there's like two more that are like right under that. Whew. When will Joe Biden stop pointing? Right, uh, let's keep it going here. Tasks. Uh, let's do a whole other round here. We got yeah, I got, mini winners, I got a sneaky winner. Jose okay. Alvarado. He's a sneaky guy. Oh, yeah, uh, the Pelicans backup guard. They were coming off a disappointing loss to the Blazers without Damian Lillard and were in danger of having a second consecutive disappointing loss against Houston this time. On Saturday night, they're down six, about eight minutes left. Well, that's when Jose Alvarado comes to save the day. He truly did after a Pelicans free throw. Uh, the Rockets are inbounding under their own hoop, so Kevin Porter Jr. gets the ball. S- a standard inbound. 
this wasn't a Jose Alvarado sneak out of the corner thing. Jose Alvarado, sorry, I'm sorry, Kevin Porter Jr. had the ball. He's looking around to see who he'd pass to. And Jose Alvarado's just being pesky in the backcourt, pokes it loose, scores off the steal, and that keyed the Pelicans' comeback. He was just monstrous the rest of the way. He brought the energy, hitting shots, getting steals. He played every fourth quarter minute. His fourth quarter line, eight points, four assists, two rebounds, three steals. But the most important part, save the best for last. A hilarious ending. Uh, Brandon Ingram of the Pelicans, he sealed the Pelicans' comeback with a huge dunk, which I thought, whoa, you're really, you're really destroying these guys. 18 seconds left, do you need to throw it down like that? But that was, that was just the start of it. They inbound, and Jose Alvarado, it's an 11-point game. It's 18 seconds left. He's in the corner, and he does the old Grand Theft Alvarado yeah, yeah. steal from behind, which hasn't got a lot of pub. Usually usually we talk about a steal, under 24 seconds left, you're doing something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's an unwritten rule. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> uh, I love it. Alvarado was not done. He steals it. And then Kevin Porter Jr. doesn't let him get away. He's just pissed. He gets into his face. They both get tossed from the game immediately. And, uh, yeah, the Pelicans Arena is going nuts because this guy just lit the fourth quarter on fire. Absolutely hilarious. And he it was him. It was him getting a victory. Right. You need those. You need those kinds of guys, that kind of energy. It's a long, a long season, season, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he did it. He got them a win. And uh, screw the unwritten rules. R- <laughs> rip them up. This is a new age. Flip bats. Get dumb steals with twenty four <laughs> seconds under twenty four seconds left. I loved it. I loved it. All and right. that, so did everybody else. So did Joel Myers and everybody. Kevin Porter Jr. didn't love it. <laughs> no, it's a fair he point. hated it. He, he's a loser of the weekend to me for getting that mad about it. <laughs> Yeah. But also, I mean, honestly, a little bit. Uh, Alvarado is a little bit of a loser of the weekend to me. Uh, but I saw Tass had it here in the winners already, so he did have an awesome fourth quarter. Yeah. But I'm like, that that to me is fine. Last year from Alvarado, when he, it was his, when he was a rookie, like an undrafted rookie, or was he a second round pick? I don't know. But uh, uh, a surprising rookie. Now he's a little bit established. Mm. You just won the game in the fourth quarter with your team. Yeah. No, at first I was like you. I was like, that's too much. But, uh, yeah, I, I bought in. I, I bought <laughs> yeah, in yeah. A, after a bit. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about a good nickname. That's the greatest nickname. Grand Theft Alvarado. I love yeah. it. Uh, Trey, who do you got for a winner of the weekend, your second one? Sorry, I was just looking up Jose Alvarado. Undrafted. Undrafted. Yeah, yeah. Undrafted fella. But uh, my second winner of the weekend, got to be Luka Doncic, went 17 for 50 in a couple of losses last week. Didn't score 30 in either one of those games. And people were saying, is he wearing down? It's been less than a month into the season. Is he wearing down? Mm. No. no. No, he's not. 42 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, a block, 2 turnovers, 13 of 22 shooting. Really fun win against the Blazers. A big-time bounce-back game from the Donk, and he is now leading the league in scoring, but he did actually get some help uh, in the win over the Trailblazers. Christian Wood was back after missing those couple of stinkers from Luka. 19 points on 7-11 shooting off the bench. Tim Hardaway Jr., 16 points, three threes, five assists, and Spencer Dinwiddie hit back-to-back-to-back jacks in the fourth quarter. Scored 20 overall, hit six threes, including those three backbreakers in the fourth quarter. This was an awesome game, though. Dame Willard was balling, 29 points, 12 assists. Anthony Simons hit for 24 points, hit five threes, and Jeremy Grant has taken his game to another level right now. 37 points uh, in the loss against the Mavs, five of nine from three. Stay tuned for a new sicko report because I'm loving the way this guy Ooh. is shooting the basketball. Oh, wow, Jeremy Grant's getting the sicko report? Yeah. Wow. Third team? Fourth team. This guy's been on several teams. Yeah. Thunder, yep. Sixers, yep. Nuggets. 
Pistons. Pistons. Wow. Now he's on the Blazers. You forget about the Thunder yeah, days. You forget about the Thunder days. You forget about the Pist- or the uh, the Sixers days a little bit, if yeah, you're being yeah, quite yeah. honest. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Might be the oldest player to ever get a sicker report, considering wow. there's only been two of them previous. So. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. No, yeah. I was thinking that watching this game. Because his drives sometimes – he can shoot – but sometimes drives don't look like they're going in. Like he's just kind of floating away, but he just flicks it up and somehow they drop down. But this was a wild game going into that fourth quarter. It's good to see Luca excelling in the fourth quarters. That was more the question mark because his percentages have been dropping from you know half to the third quarter to the fourth quarter. But he just got help from Spencer Dinwiddie. That, that's a he's a, he's one of those players that can just light on fire spencer gets hot yeah. and he uh, he hit those those big threes and jason kidd was doing a good job of not having him one pass away from luca when he got hot he was a few passes away so the defense couldn't rotate fast enough and then they covered spencer but he was able to pass off to reggie bullock for a three on fire spencer's 11 point uh, fourth quarter was uh, really the difference in this game two other winners from the weekend uh two other teams that stayed undefeated over the weekend the wizards and the celtics Start with the Wizards. Uh, they swept their weekend back-to-back against Utah and then Memphis. They got a little lucky in the Memphis game because they were missing a lot of their key players. But still, that's two of the uh, best teams in the Western Conference in terms of records. Wizards have won four straight. <laughs> They're 8-6. and six. They're doing all of this basically without Bradley Beal, who's missing time. The bearded Porzingis, 25 uh, in, uh, in the game against Memphis. Avdia with 21, tied his career high. Could have beat it if he missed some free throws, but he bricked a couple late. And Jordan Goodwin. Who? Jordan Goodwin, another strong showing, ten and eight. This guy's a two-way uh, on a two-way contract. You, you wonder if they're gonna like get that uh, figured out there in Washington because he's adding something to them, and they're winning some games here. I know they did this last year too. Yeah. And they they shocked a lot of people. Um, I'm not getting ahead of myself saying the Wizards are gonna be you know the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference or anything, but Porzingis is playing extremely extremely well. Like he, if they can keep this up, will be at least in the conversation of making an all-star team because his numbers are there and they are winning some games and he's like their leader right now with no Beal. And then the Celtics, I feel we they've gone under the radar all year long, but they took care of Denver. They took care of Detroit over the weekend, extended their win streak to six straight games. They have the best offensive rating in the league by a mile. By a mile. 120.2 offensive rating right now. They rank number one in three-pointers made and attempted. Third in three-point percentage at 39%. Number two in field goal percentage. Number three in free throw percentage. And a lot of this is Tatum, who over the weekend averaged 38.5 points per game in the two victories. And Too he, low. Yeah, I know. Not enough. So, yeah, sorry. How insane this weekend is. <laughs> Guy scored 38.5 points per game. In 39 minutes per game over the two games over the weekend. And, yeah, we have him, like, uh, sixth or seventh here on our winners <laughs> of the weekend chart. Yeah, a exactly. A footnote. Uh, I saw he's got a Reddit nickname, too. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's also pun-based. I think you could get it. <laughs> pun-based on Tatum? I mean, Tatum. like, similar to, like, Steph Carey, right? Mm-hmm. It's not Taters. Jason Taters? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. It is second name involved, for sure. Okay. Tatum, he's good. No. Close. Tate Dano? Jason Tate him. Ah, him. He's yeah, him. He's yeah. him. Everybody's yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, he is right now. And this team, I just can't get over, like, their offensive production. It's through the roof. Yeah, their offense is so good right now. They're like, we were one of the best defenses in the league of all time last year. We'll figure that out later. Let's just score a bunch of points right now, and it seems to be working. Oh. Yeah, I think they definitely got that, hey, we made the NBA Finals vibe. We'll turn the defense up mm-hmm. a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Cavs-like from when they were going – 
finals to finals to finals. Mm. Should, no one should worry about it, I don't think. Yeah, okay. Six straight wins. That caught me by surprise. I was like, well, they got a little win streak going on here, taking care of business. So, yeah, Wizards Celtics uh, had to throw them some love. Any other any other dubs out there for you guys from the weekend? Darius Garland. Oh, yeah. yeah Darius sure. Garland became the first 50-point scorer in the league for about three hours yeah. until Joel Embiid came. I mean, you're, you're, we're feeling bad for Jason Tatum here. We almost forgot Darius Garland. Uh Spurring the comeback against uh, the Timberwolves, I guess D'Angelo Russell probably gets yeah. a little bit yeah. of a winner of the weekend as well for having his first good game of the season and that win over the Cavs. Uh, so there's a couple of nice games as well. Some mm-hmm. enter I mean, obviously high scoring like you guys are saying, but entertaining games like with these individual performances, some of these close down the stretch, like like an awesome month. To the start of a season, which are sometimes like, uh, like sluggish here or there. You get some rough games. Like, like there, it feel it feels few and far between when you like sit down on any given night here to fire up League Pass. Like you, you've got either monster performances or like really close games down the stretch that you can be bouncing around on. That's Guess you didn't That's... turn on the Bulls last night then. Oh, well, yeah, no, no. well, that was the thing. That was nice. They got blown out so badly. I got to turn in oh. for Joel Embiid's incredible fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, I'll get to my Raptors uh, when we get to the worst of the weekend too. Yeah, some some dud performances from our teams here from the Classic Factory. But that's okay. We got to take our first break. When we come back, losers of the weekend. JD, what do you got? This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Sweet dreams are made of this. (laughs) I gotta Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get to Losers. Of the NBA weekend, uh, Tass, I, I know you're Googling. Uh, yeah, Andy it's Levin. unbelievable. It was a quick Google. Yeah. Uh, it's was right I, up there. Was I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who do you have for a loser of the NBA weekend? Uh, let's go to Sunday afternoon. You mentioned OKC destroying, destroying the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Now, the Knicks came out hot. Whew. 48 points in the first quarter. Things are looking good. Then OKC got hot in the second. Okay. That's fine. An NBA team will fight back. Yeah. Isaiah Joe bombing away uh, from beyond the line. Jerome Robinson from? Earl bombing away as well. They had 43 points in the second quarter. Okay. All right. But they had all the confidence in the in the world going into the locker room. You'd expect the Knicks to come out a little jab-jab in the third quarter. A, a little bit of effort. No. Nothing. They <laughs> didn't stop them at all. They let them score another 43 in the third quarter. SGA, Shea Gilders Alexander doing whatever he wanted. 21 points in the third quarter. Tibbs, put Quentin Grimes on him. Throw that body on him. He was a non-touchable in trade negotiations for a reason, but Tibbs fooled me. Quentin Grimes is a situational player, apparently. Well, that's the situation. Put him on him. Anyway, RJ Barrett only played two second-half minutes. Uh, What's going on there? Tibbs said the other group was getting them back in the game. They didn't get back in the game. They got destroyed. Uh, anyway, the Thunder, they came in a bad three-point shooting team, 29th in the league. 
at 31%. They started 16 of 25 before slowing down somewhat. So going from like 64 to 55%. Josh Giddy, another triple-double in Madison Square Garden. 24, 12 assists, 10 boards, two career games there, two triple-doubles. He was having his way. And it got former All-Star Wally Zerbiak oh, yeah. a little peeved <laughs> after the game. JD, I do think we have the clip of Zerbiak going off about Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy's like, Giddy, 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 triple double, triple double through the lane, just doing whatever the heck he wants. I'm going to need that video. <laughs> That's a good video. That's uh, a great clip. Thank you, Wally. We're going to see that a couple times this season after a big Giddy game, I think, from Thunderbirds. <laughs> Uh, Wally's Zerbiak could be on No Dunks, I think. I mean, it's sort of, sort of remind, it's, it's got some No Dunks vibe. Josh Giddy's like, giddy, giddy, yeah, giddy, the voice goes high. Going through the lane uh, on MSG Network. He was right. That's the analysis. Yeah. The guy was just like, giddy, 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 doing giddy. what he wanted. <laughs> they, got, they got into flow in that second quarter, and Giddy hit that shot from the, the corner, which you didn't expect Josh Giddy to hit. You know, rattled in. Pokashevsky's got these, had the, the bounces going in, and, and, they could talk trash to the Knicks bench. What happens in the third quarter? Nothing, and that was the disappointing thing with this Knicks team. They won on Friday. They beat the Pistons, but yep. they're just one up, one down, one up, one down. And although Tibbs is playing some of the kids, uh, he should be playing Quentin Grimes, and they should be fighting more. So that was disappointing to see them <laughs> give up 145. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I hope, uh, I hope Tibbs took some uh, next Evos last night to help him <laughs> sleep because I can't imagine just – stomping around his house, fuming mad that they gave up 145 in regulation to OKC. Mm-hmm. I mean, a uh, little weird decision put Derrick Rose on SGA, I will say that. Like, go <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> sure, uh, good luck with that. But I wonder how hot the, the hot seat is there for Tibbs. I mean, I know they're 6-7. and seven. It's not bad. And they're right there in the Eastern Conference mix. But uh, uninspiring and yep. definitely confusing with some of his lineup moves and who is getting burned and stuff like that. Uh, you know, they keep dropping games. You know, that'll get louder and louder of like, oh, well, Tibbs, they've tuned him out, the classic Tibbs thing, and they've moved on, and maybe someone will move over in the chair or they'll get somebody. But we'll see. Any thoughts on the uh, the Knicks sort of rough weekend? 86 points in the second and third quarters. That's like an entire game. Well, that's crazy. Basically. Uh, so, yeah, now the Knicks are, you know, bottom half of the league in offense, bottom 10 in the league in defense. But they're right around 500. Yeah. So it's like, this is probably what the Knicks are going to be. You know, they'll lose some ugly ones. They'll win some games you maybe don't think they should win. Or they'll pick up a win against a team that they should beat, like the Pistons, mm-hmm. on Friday. Uh, but yeah, I think I would like to see a little more from R.J. Barrett. It's weird that he didn't get that many minutes. He hasn't had a strong start to the season. Grimes is kind of struggling as well, coming back from an injury. But I don't know. To me, it's more important for your young guys to get a taste and to to grow a little bit as a team rather than have a ton of success here. Uh, So I don't know. I don't know. They got a five-game road trip coming up here. We'll see how they do on that one because there's some decent teams they're going to be playing in. There's some stinkers. So if if this is an 0 for 5 road trip, that might be the end. Yeah, yeah. They'll have to get some W's yep. here. And they, they miss Mitchell Robinson. I say this all the time with the Knicks. I mean, he's yep. always injured, so he's always out, so we can always say it. They do. They miss him, his sort of presence at least, and they're at least a little bit of a defensive identity. But Especially with you know, their perimeter yeah. defense being so, uh, yeah. pretty saloon-dory. They just, they just let guys go. And, that, and that's why I think Quentin Grimes would help. I mean, they have Cam Radish in there. He's playing minutes. Um, but, uh, yeah. That's why R.J. Barrett sat, I thought, as well. Anyway, everybody's sitting. Everybody's sitting. Everybody take a turn on the bench because no one can guard yeah. on that team. Yeah. All right, Trey, let's keep it going. Who you got for loser of the weekend? 
Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, even with the Knicks and with my loser here, it's a little tough to find losers this weekend because mm. there were so many good winners. Mm. So a default yeah. L goes to the Los Angeles Clippers because they had a two-point lead with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter uh, of their game against the Nets. But the Nets went on a 20-2 run over the next five minutes, mainly because Seth Curry caught fire. He hit three threes during the run, pushed the Nets to 4-1 and one without Kyrie Irving at the time. Now I'm 4-2 after losing to the Lakers on Sunday. But a great run uh, for Curry. A weak loser, though, I will say. Because the Clippers had won 5-6, of six, and they just kind of went cold here, I thought, in the fourth quarter. Some good news, though, for the Clippers. No Kawhi Leonard still at this point, but he's playing 5-on-5 five five now. Ty Lu said he looked pretty good, but they still got a ways to go. Law <laughs> Murray over at The Athletic is speculating. It'll be the first week of December for his return. Between now and then, they've got some tough games because they play in the Western Conference, so you're never going to be able to dodge everybody. But they've also got the Rockets, Pistons, Spurs, and Pacers. If they're able to keep treading water, they'll probably be fine. The defense is there, usually, when they're not giving up a 20-2 run in the fourth quarter, but the offense has just been bad. And I think that's really what happened in this loss to the Nets. They just went super cold. Paul George couldn't find a shot, so... Uh, an ugly loss, certainly for the Clippers. Good stuff from the Nets to honestly turn their season around yeah. after Nash was gone, after Kyrie Irving was gone. We'll see what happens whenever he actually comes back. But, uh, you know, a milquitoast loser here for yeah. the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, but I watched that game, and the offense did – it, it kind of fell apart. They are a team that doesn't have a lot of guys that penetrate. It is a jump-shooting team, and that's exactly what happened at the end of the fourth quarter. But to see uh, Paul George go in there and get slammed by Nick Claxton, that block there was huge. Was nice. He said it was uh, top five of his career uh, because it was a you know a big game, big moment in a game, and uh, a big player that he did it against. He, it, it is odd to see the Nets getting it together. Seth Curry's emergence from his ankle injury was big, uh, twenty-two in this one. And, uh, yeah, they, they lost to the Lakers on Sunday. Very proud of us for not really talking about the Lakers' victory. Good for us. <laughs> oh, Anthony Davis had a monster game. He did. He did. A lot uh, of rebounds. But, um, yeah, strange. The only, the only uh, thing I want to say about the Sunday game, Kevin Durant, LeBron James didn't play again. They haven't played since Christmas Day 2018. Mm. Wow. That's Against weird. each other. Yeah. Against each other, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Uh, it is weird. Anyways, uh, the the – Clippers, I, I I thought watching that game as well. They had to, they had to pull it out, but uh, they they desperately need Kawhi to come back. And then reading the the story from Law Murray, who covers uh, the Clippers for the Athletic, and him projecting December third as his return date, even though he's already playing five on five. I thought, man, that that feels like a long time from now. Two weeks, uh, but that's a very Clipper. It's a very Kawhi thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so so he's probably right. There's some some uh, days off where he can come back. And uh, it's, I know that they can be fine if he comes back then, but who knows if he'll be 100%. I, I think you still got to remain extremely skeptical. Yeah. But I don't know. He did it to the Spurs. He came back and he won a championship. So who knows with Kawhi. Weekend loser has to go to the Toronto Raptors, who uh, went 0-2 over the weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Friday uh, against OKC was abysmal. You rarely see Nick Nurse wave the white flag and just bring in, like, the deep bench and say, okay, we're not winning this one. That's what he did, though, and they got their asses handed to them by the Thunder. They had eight players, Thunder did, scored double figures for the first time in franchise history. They had a Canadian kicking their ass, and it wasn't SGA. It was Eugene Omuruyi. Yeah. You might drop a who on that. He's <laughs> yes, a two-way yeah, player. Hello. He's a two-way player from Toronto area. Uh, but he had a career-high 22 points uh, as OKC crushed the Raps. 132-113. Eugene 
A guy named Eugene just lit your ass up. <laughs> I thought you were going to drop a Eugene Parmigiana. Uh, 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 so wild. there was that. And then they followed up. The Raps did uh, playing the Pacers on Saturday. They were in this game. Obviously much more of a fight. Nick Nurse made some lineup changes. Thad in there. Otto Porter in the starting lineup. Like, look, the Raptors, I should have said this at the start. There is no Pascal Siakam, who's their all-NBA player. Fred Van Vliet was in that Thunder game. Then he was out because he's sick. This guy's just straight up, like, sick. They say it's non-COVID. But I don't know. There's a bug going around here in Atlanta. I guess it's going around up in mm-hmm. Toronto, too. Uh, maybe the whole team is sick, and that's what, what happened on the weekend. But Van Vliet missed that second game because of because uh, f- of the illness. And they, they put up a fight. They're in this game. Going into the fourth quarter, and then they just went ice cold. They shot six of twenty-one. They missed eight of nine three-point attempts, and they fell to the Pacers, who did a lot more work from three-point land. Uh, in terms of, uh, it was a bit of a math game there that Toronto lost this one. And I know a lot of Raptors fans are going, "What's going on with Scotty Barnes? Because he has not looked right, especially these last few games. Is it, is it sort of the bum ankle there? Maybe a little knee injury there." Should he even be playing? People are wondering because he. it's so weird, though, because at times in games, he looks dominant, but then he is checked out and non-existent for a bunch of other portions of the game. Defensively, he's like sort of lost at times. He's looked, I mean, this has not been a great second year here for Scotty Barnes because I think Raptors fans do this. They get way ahead of themselves, and they appoint the guy like, oh, he's going to be all NBA. Look at this trajectory. And, you know, he's a second-year guy. And he's struggling yeah. a lot. And it could be because of injuries. It could not be. but Absolutely. He is struggling. I don't mind the Pascal injury for the hope that Scotty Barnes finds his way. Although it's awful uh, for you know Pascal's rhythm and, and growth because he was playing at a ridiculous level. Yeah. But just some hope that Scotty Barnes finds his way because he is – yeah, he does float right now. It doesn't look He just doesn't right. look aggressive at times. Yeah. And in, in this game, especially when you've got no Siakam and Van Vliet, he sort of has to be way more aggressive. And he's a second-year player, so you're asking a lot for him, but expectations are high. He's rookie of the year, and obviously we know he can do it. Um, it's just trying to put it together in, in for 40 minutes of a 48-minute game. And Gary Trent Jr. has been brutal for the Raptors. He can't hit a shot, and that's all Gary Trent Jr. is really out there to do. He can't hit a shot. He's hit one three-pointer over his last three games. I mean, it's been very bad in the month of November. And at times, they're like, they're hoping Gary Trent Jr. can create for them. And he's not, that's not his game either. So it's it's rough right now for the Raps. They're 500. And again, you know, you're missing your best play, your best two players. That's, yeah, your, your chances are going to be slim. But, I don't know, it's not expiring with this team right now. And a big part of it is I think Raps fans are like, oh, we thought, we thought Scotty would be carrying us to some of these wins when guys were out. It does feel like he's playing like barely out of position as well, right? And I wonder if that's part of it because he's taking a lot more three-pointers this year and taking fewer free throws. So to me, that just says you're not in the lane as much because you are got to be a little bit of a point guard for the Raptors, mm-hmm. and that's probably not necessarily his go-to position, but they've needed it since they don't really have the depth off the, vent, the bench and that Van Vliet has missed a little bit of time here. Siakam obviously is a big creator player for them as well so with him going out of the lineup you've been asking scotty to be a little bit more of a playmaker i don't know he just needs to get back to kind of like scrapping and getting junkyard dog kind of buckets and then maybe his efficiency ticks up as well the silver lining is that fred van vliet only had to play 28 minutes this weekend due to illness (laughs) and getting blown out yeah they gotta manage this guy's minutes because you see how important he is to their offense yep no for sure and it is weird just to see the straight up sickness the illness you know not feeling good, man. Got the flu. <laughs> it's going around, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. A lot it is. Of, it seems to be happening in the NBA. Yep. Although the Raps have a fourth quarter sickness. They can't score at times in the fourth quarter, especially without who, who we just mentioned. Yeah, those two guys. But it, it does happen to the Raps, and that's that was the hope with Scotty. 
Just be the point guard. Hey, Scotty. You're never a point guard, but he was doing it at times last year. He was running the offense at times, but it was yeah. really in a, okay, now it's my turn to run the offense. It wasn't a 30-minute type thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we anoint guys in Toronto. That's what we do. It's <laughs> it's a little early. It's a little early to anoint him, but it, it feels like it's coming. It's coming. That's well, fine. Go, you got to go through the growing pains in this league. So it's just all how you, like, uh, react to it and try and get better. But I just, like, I don't love how he's playing sort of disinterested on the defensive end. Uh, that that part, you know, he, you're you're the youngest, generally the most athletic guy out there. Like you got to be locked in on that end. And he's like, the guys are like blowing by, like backdoor cuts on him. He's sleeping. Um, maybe he's too thinking about the offensive end too much. I'm I'm not sure, but uh, the wrap seven and seven, and uh, I think a deserving loser of the week here, despite all the injuries to these guys, which does suck. Uh, any other losers? What do you got? All he does is win, 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 no matter what. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I got to give a loser of the weekend to DJ Khaled's handles, unfortunately. <laughs> he showed up at the Miami Heat game, as he often does. Yep. He had a pillow for his shoes. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> which I thought was funny. And at one point, he just go, he gets to get on the court and take a three-pointer. <laughs> one of the perks okay. of the game. Um, I don't even mind missing the DJ shot, to be quite Khaled. honest with you. Yeah. But he gets on the mic and he says, I'm nice with it. Okay. And then he dribbles like Stanley from the office. <laughs> Got the Matt Austin chicken wing out yeah, here. Looks yeah. like he's just rearing up for the three. Ooh. Not a bad shot. Yeah, not, not a bad not attempt. Brutal, if it's brutal. just the shot attempt, he does like one dribble with the right hand and misses. But the Miami All good. Heat did. All good. Miami Heat did make some <laughs> But this. The hand, yeah. hand Hand on the knee, dribbling only right-handed. It's hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> Look at Bernie the mask. I don't even know what to do. Just <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Good weird stuff. So much cringe. <laughs> so, so much cringe. cringe. Also, the, the handing of the ring over to the MC. <laughs> Like he he gets up and it's and like you said he's just gonna shoot a shot. It wasn't like a contest. No, right? no. Just man gonna shoot a shot. He <laughs> takes off his pinky ring and hands it yeah. to his holder. That didn't affect anything. <laughs> that didn't, didn't affect, affect his hands. Oh, uh, the big diamond! You hold this while I pull up my pants and fire a ball. Uh, so much cringe. You guys like the pillow under the shoes? Well, I mean, like, no, but no. it's like... <laughs> it's, it loses a little something for me, the pillow does. It's a funny visual when you yeah. see the pillow yeah. on the sideline. But seeing, like, the, the pregame having to carry the pillow around <laughs> with you, I don't like that. No. You gotta get a pillow carrier. There's gotta be a pillow carrier. You gotta get a yeah. Bentley or something. Yes, 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 yes. You can't bring the pillow yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. yeah. Uh, you weren't a fan of it. Well, I guess but when you see the entire package, when he comes out there and, and the hand on the knee, I didn't notice the hand on the knee while dribbling. That's, that's so Stanley-like. That's, that was such great. a great call. It was identical uh, to that. All right. Too good. Those are our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. I'm sure we're missing a few. Let us know here in the stream team. Let us know in the comments or tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Got to take one more break. But when we come back, pick them results and tweet of the night. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, pick'em results from Friday night. We had the Wolves-Grizzlies game. Memphis was uh, favored by four and a half points, so they had to win by five or more, and they did. Took care of business in the end. That's a win for me. That's a win for Trey. That's an L for Tassie. Having yeah. a rough November here. Yeah, you bet. After your big win in October. I'm six and two. Trey four and four. Tass two and six. Uh, what's tonight's game? <sighs> Dwayne Casey, our old friend. The oh, Raptors boy. visiting the Pistons, and Dwayne Casey, head coach, owns... <laughs> Toronto. It's amazing. But they're five and a half point dogs so, at home oh. to the Raptors. So you jumped on the Pistons. That makes sense. Trey jumped on the Pistons yeah. and I just love bludgeoning myself with a terrible <laughs> terrible month. I'm just going to keep going. Raps to win by six? Yeah, why not? That's a big wow. line. It's a big, big, big line. Is Freddie back? I expect the Raps to be back. I'm not sure if Fred is back. I just don't care. I'm just going <laughs> for it. Although, yeah, the Pistons... You know, they play all right. They should be all right. But uh, I just expect the Raps after that dismal weekend, two losses, to be back. But You would hope so, but Dwayne Casey, man, <laughs> he always beats the Raps. Mm-hmm. That is a weird line. It should be a little closer, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a big one. It's yep. a big one. No Kate, I don't think, still. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. He's been out. He's been out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he, he missed Fridays. Yeah. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of the all right. Spot quiz. What the heck does that mean? Spot <laughs> quiz? I, I, I guess it means pop quiz in England. Because our, uh, yeah. our man Mark Deeks tweeted this out this uh, from, a, from across the pond. This is a question for everybody. Get your thinking caps on. We're going back to 2009. Mm. The spot quiz today is behind <laughs> Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson, Vince Carter, and Devin Harris. Who finished fifth in the fan vote? For the 09 All-Star Game Eastern Conference <laughs> Guards. Trey, do you know the answer? I don't know the okay, answer. Okay, okay. I, I, I already played the spot quiz, and yeah. it is an incredible answer. 2009. 2009. I you, mean, this is going to be it's really like, hard like, to figure out. I don't know out. how you would ever go with this guy. So, so it's not even Darren Williams. It's like no, not, not even, even that. Not even, <laughs> not even, like it's not even, not even Mo Williams. It's not even Jameer Nelson. Like you have yeah. to go like – Never, Ten okay, levels okay, deeper. Okay, he never okay. sniffed an all star. This guy game. got you a, can't think of all. This guy got a million votes somehow. Something How, happened. What happened this year? <laughs> two thousand nine. What was cool happening in two thousand nine? Well, this guy. Ray for Alston. 
good, nice I guess. I mean, that's a decent guess. Nice guess. Just watched an And One documentary over the weekend. You watch that? Uh, I don't know which one I watched. Oh. There's a lot of them. <laughs> there are a lot of them out there. Nowadays, if there's one documentary, there's three documentaries. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, who else? It's just an interesting year. We'll go across the board in the Eastern 2K9. Conference. Some guys just got up way too high. But as far as the guard spot, fifth spot, he is known for some. Brandon Jennings? Nice try. No, he may have been on the team with Brandon Jennings. Oh, he may have been on his yeah. team. Yeah. This guy bounced around a lot. He was known I'm for that. the thing that I remember him for. Again. No, Jennings wasn't there. Way down, way down in the pecking order of guards. You'll never think of this guy. But he was known for one summer traded a billion times. Yeah, that's Luke the, Ridnour. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Ridnour. Luke Ridnour got over a million votes for the 09 All-Star game. Ahead of Ray Allen, Gilbert Arenas, a rookie Derek Rose, even Jose Calderon, and Joe Johnson. What the hell? Something weird happened. I, like, and I still don't know what it is. Year. Like, he averaged <laughs> he averaged 9.6 points per game that year, five assists, three boards. He was on. It was his first year in Milwaukee. I oh. guess Bucks fans were really into it. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Luke Ridnour. Does, well, now that you say that, Ejian Leon was third in forward voting. Oh, so. But he was on the Nets. So no. it wasn't a uh, trickle-down a... <laughs> effect from the Bucks. Uh, so <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, what happened? Yeah. So Ejian yeah, Leon was on the verge of making the All-Star so. game as well. And the center spot behind Dwight Howard, second in, in center voting, Kendrick Perkins. That was a weird year. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a weird year. <laughs> Perkins, then Rasheed Wallace, Samuel Dallenberg, and Andrew Bogan. That was weird Luke stuff. Luke Ridenauer. Wow. Shot 40% that year. (laughs) I'm seeing a six stretch of six straight games where he scored 10 or more points. Uh, That's got to be it. (laughs) Got to get him in. Got to get him in. There's got to be an explanation. Like, just on the wrong part of the ballot or... Like, accidental? Wow. (laughs) Accidental Rindauer. Like, like another Luke? People wanted Luke Walton in the game? No. You think... Couldn't be that. (laughs) Bamute? No. If there is a doc on everything, could be there? Could there be a doc on why Luke Rindauer <laughs> was fifth in All Star voting? Oh, uh, good stuff there from Mark Deeks. That was a great tweet. It was fun. It was fun seeing like people without cheating, like trying to like guess it. Like yeah, you know, there was like some good guesses. Like you know, Trey was throwing out a couple ideas. Yeah, but... Brandon Jennings decent, but it's, yeah, yeah, not even. But Ray for Alston's a good guess. But like yeah, people were guessing Mo Williams. Yeah, Mo but, Williams was a popular. But, not, sure. but he made he made the All Star team in whatever. Year it was. Yeah, I forget what LeBron was. dragged him there. And Jennings was Jennings was not yet in the league. Oh, yeah, for that, for that, but oh, nine, trapped right. in that summer. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Spot quiz. Spot oh, quiz. Spot quiz. There is a Reddit thread on this. Maybe we'll save it for our Reddit show. I love it. Uh, that that's wild. What of TIL what? that Luke Ridnour somehow got over a million <laughs> All Star votes in two thousand nine. That's like a thread. Gonna. Gonna, gonna save this one. We gotta go back. <laughs> we gotta save this well, one. Well, it, it was actually the threat is from nine years ago, so. Wow. People were talking about it nine years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Even in 2013, they're like, this was still weird. This was crazy. Yeah. All right, fun tweet of the night. Always love a quiz to wrap up the show. Let's call it there, guys. Thank you so much for joining us live. If you listen to the podcast, leave your boys a five star rating and review. If you'd love to listen to this podcast without the ads, you can do that. You can absolutely do that. Now, you would not have any sweet analytics in your ear holes, <laughs> but that would be your true, choice. You true, go to theathletic.com slash no dunks to get yourself an athletic subscription, and then you can listen to this podcast ad-free if you would like to do that. So go take advantage of that if you want to. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be back here, 10 a.m. Eastern, live from the Classic Factory to break down all the action and all the storylines. And also, no breaks. 
That was an entertaining race, my friend. That was a race, buddy. You finally got a good one to talk about. Oh, oh, how about the fireworks after the, the race? The return of the villainous Max Verstappen. Oh, <laughs> That's going to be fun. Wait. That's going to be fun. No breaks tomorrow. It's on YouTube feed. It's on podcast feed. Trey Graydon breaking it all down. Uh, Wednesday, Is This Good? will be coming at you. Go search out that. And then Thursday, No Buff Survivor Recap Podcast. Uh, TK, myself, JD, breaking down. Thursday this for... What did I say? You said Wednesday, but that's okay. For it's usually, is this good? Is this good? Is Thursday this week. Oh, Thursday this week. Yeah. Okay. We're okay. going to pre-tape something on Oh, Wednesday, right, right, right. That's what I had. The following week, which is Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Thanksgiving almost here. Crazy. Hey, did uh, some Christmas uh, decorations start going up in your house over the weekend? Absolutely. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Is this good? Uh, honestly, wow. yeah. Before Thanksgiving. I saw Nora had said, when can I start decorating? Yeah. I said, no. No, I, Do it now. I we bought no our way. first Christmas decoration before Halloween. The Christmas music came out this weekend. What? This is a battle I've lost, Keith. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I would wait until day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. We go get the tree, put it up. Yeah. It's it's Christmas festival. Yeah. As yeah. soon as that's over. But you know, the kids love it, yeah, man. I know. But honestly, Laura loves it even more than the kids. So. <laughs> yeah. Santa's and to be, out. To be fair, you're a you're a year-round mas- mas- monster mash. Yeah, exactly. I was well. happy to finally move on from yeah. monster mash and start listening to Feliz Navidad. <laughs> oh. You know what? I think Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande should have as much respect as Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Wow. It's our generation's great pop song that we're going to be listening to for the rest of our lives. Jeez. Santa Tell Me. She does kill it. Yeah, I don't remember the words. <laughs> Yeah. But I haven't listened to it for 30 that's, straight years, you know? That's what everybody remembers. <laughs> you have the title? Happy <laughs> right. What about you? What about you? Any, uh... Uh, there, yeah, the, I mean, the itch is being scratched. Wow, the, 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 not, not, not. I couldn't do the decorations. I mean, that's really on me, anyways. So yeah. I said no. But the music, the music started even before, like ten days ago. Oh, there you go. Ridiculous. There you go. Holy, it's, we're getting the itch though. It's cold. I know. Feels, it is cold. It but feels but like my, my concern is like, I love Christmas music. I love the holidays. But like, that means by December 14th, I'm going to be pulling my hair out yeah. if I've got Christmas yeah, music yeah, going yeah. for You're getting a lot of repeats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're getting a lot of repeats. A lot of All right. Uh, anyway, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Come hey. Rose. <laughs> you heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, let's go across the pond real quick. We were just doing sweet dreams. We're made of this, these, whatever. The, uh, which, this is from our friend Eric Kareen. Yeah. I saw this poll. It's a good poll. he across? The Great Lakes? <laughs> yeah, why did you say No, the music. Oh, oh, the the music. music that he's oh, talking about. Yeah, okay. Which Cranberries ballad is more perfect? Oh, yeah. Let's go to JD this. for this one. Sorry, yeah. sorry JD, to pull you in okay. while you're doing a billion things. Right. You're pulling up music while you're pulling up cameras, and you got to get out of here. But which Cranberries ballad is more perfect? Langer, Langer, did you have to let it linger? Or, or dreams? That's Langer. That's the right answer. 66% <laughs> of people said Langer. Hey, cranberry ginger ale you can buy right now. It's the holiday time. <laughs> Where? Here? Not here. Hell yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Ginger ale's here. Oh, no, it's the raspberry. Raspberry. Yeah, you can't even find it, it anymore. Yeah. I don't think they make it anymore. Raspberry wow. ginger ale. Well, it used to be a thing in the 90s. I'm convinced, and it's gone. <laughs> Cranberries drinking raspberries. Yeah, they cran- put raspberries in anything back then. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> All right. Hey, bye. Brace the day, people. <laughs> Luck on your finals. <laughs>